0: This is Stacey Hillier, and you are listening to The Prophetic Collective Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. We're continuing today in our mini episodes where we talk about what has the Lord been saying to me this year that I feel might encourage you. And I want to invite you to join in praying with me. In our last episode, we talked about Stand Up San Francisco. And I want to thank you for your response, for sharing that episode with people who have that beautiful city on their heart, because the more of us who are praying, the better it is. We are hurtling towards the end of 2022. Can you believe it? It is nearly Christmas. And so there's going to be this episode and two more before I sign out for the year. In 2023, we're coming back with season three of the Prophetic Collective with a more regular weekly podcast again as I am learning and adapting to the new rhythm of revival. For those of you who don't know, we're seeing a great outpouring of His Spirit at Newman Church, and that means that we have the privilege of being involved in a whole lot more meetings where God is just showing up magnificently, but it's basically turned our lives upside down, and that has had an effect on the regularity of this podcast. But I have a pleasure plan for 2023. And I can't wait for you to come on the journey with me. Today, I want to talk about the beautiful city of Brisbane in Queensland, Australia. It's actually where I grew up. This is the city that's very close to my heart. And a number of weeks ago now, we had the privilege of having a couple of pastors from a prominent church in Brisbane City attending our church to see um, and be part of one of our revival nights and this beautiful move of God, particularly this healing touch that is uh, really upon us right now. You know, we're seeing multiple, multiple people healed in our uh, services each week. We're up to 10 cancer patients completely healed now. Confirmed with scans and with doctors' reports, we're seeing people's shoulders, knees, backs, headaches, respiratory conditions healed in the dozens. Every single time we gather together, And what's beautiful about it, it's not even uh, when the minister lays hands on people, they're praying for themselves or the communities gathering around them, praying for them, laying hands on them, and people are just receiving magnificent healings. People this last Sunday were healed of sinus conditions that they've had since childhood where they're breathing freely for the first time. I mean, God's just moving powerfully. And it's such an incredible thing to be a part of. So, we had these pastors visiting from Brisbane. In fact, one of them had been diagnosed with a terminal illness. And so, it was our privilege to have him at our revival service to pray for him and then to host them in our upper room prayer the following day. From Tuesday to Friday, we have our upper room prayer open from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., where anybody from church or the community can come in and just pray. And I've got to tell you, this is the engine room of the move of God we are seeing. Prayer is a very important component of every revival throughout history and a very important part of what God is doing now. And as we were praying with these pastors from Brisbane, this particular day, we had some from Adelaide, visitors from Adelaide and visitors from Brisbane with us because we've got people flying in from all over the country and from other nations to be part of what God is doing. And as we were praying with these Brisbane pastors, a vision opened up before me, and I'm going to share it with you today and invite you to pray with me for the beautiful city of Brisbane. So in this vision, I see a place that was quite familiar to me growing up, which is called Somerset Dam, and it is on the outskirts of the city of Brisbane. It's one of the main water supplies for Brisbane and the surrounding region, and I'm just going to read you what I saw in the vision. This is exactly what I wrote. Yesterday, I had the privilege of praying with some wonderful pastors and leaders from the beautiful city of Brisbane. As we were praying, I saw such a very clear and compelling prophetic vision for the city of Brisbane and her surrounding regions. In this vision, I saw Somerset Dam positioned on the outskirts of Brisbane. Somerset is a gated dam allowing controlled water releases during times of heavy rain. It is the region's oldest and one of the largest water storages. It is also a popular leisure destination, one I grew up going to with the church community. In this vision, I saw various well-known church and prophetic leaders from Brisbane standing on the gated section of the dam and praying for a revival, united across denominations and movements in their prayers. As they prayed atop the gate of Somerset Dam, the Lord said very clearly, "'Summer is the set time of my outpouring for the city of Brisbane.'" And as this declaration was heard, water, which is a metaphor for his Holy Spirit, began gushing forth, breaking the gates and flowing out uncontrollably all across the southeast region of Queensland. No longer were the gates controlling how the water flowed. This was a revival flow of Holy Spirit water that nobody could control.'" Did you know that the word Brisbane is derived from the Scottish Gaelic bris, meaning to break or smash, and the old English word ben, meaning bone? Could it be that God is about to smash or break open something over this city and that dry bones will come back to life? Well, I believe so, and I can see it and I can taste it. In this vision, I was immediately mindful of Habakkuk 2.14, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord As the waters cover the sea. And I believe that Brisbane and her surrounds will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And I just wonder if you would join me in declaring this over the city of Brisbane. But before we do pray together for the city, as a bit of an, an addendum or an addition to this incredible story. I had the privilege of going and speaking and sharing at a church in Brisbane not many weeks after I released this prophetic word. And I had shared this word with the pastors of this church. They're friends of mine, beautiful, beautiful pastors. Their names are James and Paula Hensley, and they are leading an incredible church community called Church Unlimited on the north side of Brisbane. And so the Lord had really begun to give me a word based off this prophetic word, to share with this church community. And the phrase he gave me was, I want you to speak with them on asking for the rain asking for more and asking for the rain. I thought, Lord, this seems to be a little bit ironic and perhaps even insensitive because in the city of Brisbane, for those who don't know, in the last number of years, there has been multiple floods. People have been really affected in these communities by this. And yet the Lord was firm with me that the way we would partner with this word and how I could best equip this church family was to teach them to ask for the rain. What is hilarious and could only be God, is the day I landed in Brisbane and I was still wrestling with God about whether or not I bring this message. I'd prepared it. I'd done all the work. I'd done all the study, but I want to love people well. And so I was still wrestling with this with the Lord. So get this. I land on the plane. I'm sitting on the tarmac in Brisbane. I take my phone off aeroplane mode and listen to this text message that bing binged on my phone. Severe weather advice from Brisbane City Council. The Bureau has forecast heavy rainfall and possible severe thunderstorms leading to flash flooding in the next 12 to 48 hours. Now, I was going to be in the city for 48 hours. Lol. Totals of up to 150 millimetres are possible. Prepare your home, warn neighbours and take care when driving. Remain alert by monitoring the local media and the Bureau of Meteorology website. And then it gave some SES numbers, etc. So I'm sitting there reading this on the tarmac. I'm like, Lord, is this a confirmation? You're actually going to have to speak again because I love people big and I want to love them well and I don't want to say anything that's insensitive to anybody that's been affected by floods in this region in the last few years. So I'm in the car with the host, with Paula. My phone pings again. I get the same text message a second time from the Brisbane City Council. So I began asking the question, is it irony or sovereignty that God has whispered this phrase or this this invitation really to ask for the rain. Because in my experience as a prophetic person, God often uses the natural to draw spiritual parallels because he's the Lord of both realms. And here this city is in the season of spring rain, and I believe that God was trying to get their attention, that he is giving us a spiritual metaphor for what he wants to do by moving in the natural. So what do we do when it's already raining in the natural realm or in the spiritual realm? When we're in the midst of an outpouring, what kind of prayers do we pray? Well, I want to suggest that we're being invited to not settle in what we're experiencing now, but over the city of Brisbane, that God's actually inviting us to ask for more rain in the spiritual realm than we're seeing in the natural realm. Listen to Zechariah chapter 10, verse 1, ask rain from the Lord in the season of the spring rain, from the Lord who makes the storm clouds, and he will give them showers of rain to everyone, the vegetation in the field. Listen to that instruction. Ask rain from the Lord in the season of the spring rain. <laughs> He's just speaking so clearly. And so I want to suggest that what Brisbane has been seeing for the last few years in the natural is God's desire and the spiritual. That is giving us a visual picture of his desire to pour out his spirit on the unchurched, to bust open rivers, to burst dams, to overflow across the earth. So there's a few things that I want to talk about that I think are really important if we're going to partner with this word. Firstly, it's this. If we don't ask for more rain, what was revival last week can become religion next week. (laughs) You know, as we're experiencing this incredible move of God at Numa, I've noticed how quickly we try to formulate, contain, and build containers for what God is pouring out. And the Holy Spirit is not a formula to be discovered, but a leader to follow. And he's a personal and relational leader. And the goal is to follow him closely. One of my favorite scriptures is Paul's letter to the churches in Galatia. In Galatians 5:25, he says, Keep in step with the Spirit. And the word picture that Paul's painting with the particular words he chooses here are like the game shadows I used to play with my kids when they were toddlers. They would try and stay in my shadow and I would jump left, jump right, spin, move fast, move slow while they tried to stay in my shadow. This is the picture that Apostle Paul was painting of what it looks like to follow step by step behind the Holy Spirit to stay in his shadow. And the thing is, the moment that we stop following the Holy Spirit, what was a flowing and vibrant revival or outpouring in one season can become a stagnant pond in the next. Hey listeners, did you know that Stacy also has a guided prayers podcast? Contemplative prayer is a biblical and rich practice that helps us to step out of the hustle and to silence the noise to hear God's voice and to let His Word dwell richly in us transforming us from the inside out. With a new guided prayer released monthly, you too can discover the rich treasures of contemplative Christian practices. Find it wherever you listen to your podcasts by searching for Guided Prayers with Stacey Hillier. Now, back to Stace. Now, in the context of that scripture I just read, Zechariah chapter 10, verse 1, the people have been brought out of exile where they had been for many, many years in Babylon, 70 years in fact, and they were back in Jerusalem, but they had faced opposition to the rebuilding of the temple. Now, even in Australia right now, we're in a rebuilding phase of the church. So I see applications for us here. So they get back to Jerusalem, they're building, but they faced some opposition. And so they actually stopped the rebuilding process and they stopped for 16 years. And so two prophets, Zechariah and Haggai were sent to say, Hey, why are you still? Why have you stopped? Why have you camped out in comfort? There is more. And this is where we get this passage in the season of spring rains, ask for more rain. So You know, we can be grateful for one level of glory whilst we're hungering for another. We can be grateful for one level of outpouring and still hunger for another. We can hold both of those in dual tension. It's not greedy to do so. It's actually kingdom because God is a God of increase and not a God of maintenance. God's kingdom is a reign of increase. Isaiah 9, 7, the prophet says of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. There is no end to the increase of the levels of spiritual depth he wants to pour out on his people. Deuteronomy, we know, or actually outlays, that rain is a sign of blessing from the Lord. Deuteronomy 11, 13 to 14, If you will obey my commandments that I command you today, to love the Lord your God, to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will give the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain and your wine and your oil. So in the context of who this passage was speaking to, it was a rural community. And they planted their grain in October, and God sent rain to initiate the growth. But the latter, or the spring rain, would come in February or March. And the purpose and the intention of this rain that the Lord sent was to produce a healthier, and more bountiful harvest. So there was rain for the seed and rain for the harvest. What do I think God is saying to us here? Even when God has poured out his spirit in a sovereign and magnificent way, like he is across the earth right now, we must ask for the more because it increases the harvest. It increases the yield. It increases the fruit of what God is doing. And this passage was a prophetic picture of the end times outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts 2, where the disciples were in the upper room and they were praying and waiting and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter in this passage in Acts 2 was saying, hey, the day is here now. He's pouring it out. Get under the spout. That's what my pastor likes to say. So how do we ask for more? (laughs) Well, the answer is Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. And the tense of this is to ask and keep on asking. We get more by asking for it in prayer. And this is why I believe the phrase the Lord gave me of how to partner with this prophetic word over the city of Brisbane was ask for the rain. You see, it's when the church is full of prayer that God pours out a full blessing. I just love that. And without us asking for the latter rain or for more, the fruit of revival can be diminished. And so it's important we understand that when we ask for the rain, whilst there's no more Holy Spirit to be sent down from heaven, there is way more Holy Spirit that needs to be sent out through you and I. Let me say that again. Whilst there's no more Holy Spirit to be sent down from heaven, there's way more Holy Spirit that needs to be sent out through you and I. It's not about convincing God to send increase. It's about positioning and aligning ourselves to God's nature of increase. I love in Ephesians 1, 17 to 19, Paul's praying somewhat of a revival prayer. He prays that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened, that we would know the hope to which he has called us. He says later that we would know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe. And Paul gives us a key here. He doesn't pray for open heaven, because heaven has been open since Pentecost. He prays for open eyes, that the eyes of his heart would be open. I just pray today, God, give us eyes to see that there is more, immeasurably more. Because his intention is always increase, it's never maintenance. And I've discovered in him it's always about presence, not pattern. Because even though God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which Hebrews tells us, he is always doing a new thing. Isaiah talks about that in Isaiah 43, 19. And so revivalists or people who carry the presence, they celebrate the glory released in the former, but they recognize that there's only more to come and they posture themselves to receive it by following step by step into the new thing daily. So there's more of him to experience and to be demonstrated through yielded and hungry lives. So why do we need to ask for more rain in a season where it's already raining? Why do we need to really take heed, pay attention to what I believe God's saying in the natural to communicate something supernatural? Here's the thing. If we don't ask for more, revival will never become reformation. During the Welsh revival, which was led by Evan Roberts, revival became a national story. Political meetings were cancelled. Soccer matches had no players on the field and no fans in the stands. That's remarkable given what we're seeing at the World Cup right now. Theatres closed down due to low attendance. Gambling and alcohol businesses lost their trade. Christians from all denominations worshipped together. Women preached and led for the first time in that nation. Journalists who came to report on the meetings got saved. Bars and movie houses closed. Prostitutes began holding Bible studies. People paid off long-standing debts because people dared to ask for the rain when it was already raining. Evan Roberts fervently prayed in the midst of signs and wonders for 10,000 souls. And he had a motto, we can do nothing without the Holy Spirit. So it is raining across our nation right now in the natural but I believe God's desire is in the spiritual. What is our response when we receive a prophetic vision or word like God has released over the city of Brisbane? Ask for more. Ask for the outpouring of the rain. Habakkuk 2.14, I say again, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. You see, we might be experiencing The beauty of God's reign and his presence within our auditoriums and our churches. But I don't yet see that it has flooded out of the temple and fulfilled Habakkuk's prophecy. His glory has not yet covered the earth like the floodwaters have. Could it be that he wants to start in Brisbane? That he wants to start on the east coast? I think of Ezekiel's vision in Ezekiel 47. That the further outside of the temple the water flows, the deeper it gets. And so we have to ask for rain because people's eternities depend on it. Isaiah 44, 13, I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on my descendants and my blessing on your offspring. There is way more Holy Spirit that needs to be sent out through you and through me. So we must not stop asking for the rain. And there we have it what I believe the Lord showed me, a prophetic vision over Brisbane and some ways that we can partner with it. So I want you to pray with me now. We're going to pray for Brisbane. <laughs> so Lord Jesus, we come before you now. And we are in, I am in right now, the great Southland of the Holy Spirit where you have poured out your spirit and you will continue to pour out your spirit over the beautiful city of Brisbane and her surrounding regions. I thank you that summer is the set time, that the dams will burst forth, that your spirit will be uncontrollable, that even if man tries to contain it, he will not be able to, that you will move with freedom, that you will heal, that you will restore, that you will make right, that you will bring wholeness to communities. That we would see what was seen in Evan Roberts' time, that crime would decrease, that prostitutes would be holding Bible studies, that we would see the fulfillment of Ezekiel's vision, that the water would flow out from the temple and the further it goes out, the deeper it would become. We hear you and we see you we perceive what you are saying, we behold the new thing you are doing, we see your signs in the natural, and we receive your spiritual message that you want to pour out your spirit on the beautiful city of Brisbane. I am believing that as you pour water out on your people, that dry bones will come back to life and a mighty army for Jesus Christ will arise and revival will become reformation. And we will give you all the glory and all the honor. Show us how to be your hands and feet. I pray for the churches in Brisbane. I pray for leaders in Brisbane as they appropriate and apply this word as they come together to pray. Let there be a spirit of unity. And I pray, God, I'm reminded right now, that the prayers of a righteous person availeth much and are effective. So I thank you that as they gather, as they agree together, that their prayers will be effective and that we will see Brisbane radically transformed for Jesus and by Jesus. We love you, Lord. I thank you for this time. For every person who's listening who lives in Brisbane, peace, passion. Set their hearts on fire with this word, Lord. Show them how to apply it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks, guys, for joining me again. Next week, I'm going to cover off a special episode on response to the presence. How do we respond to God's presence? Can't wait to unpack that with you. That'll be the second last episode of 2022. But so good to talk to you today. Love ya.